0: Hey there, mucho gusto, and welcome to another episode of Detective Writer. I'm your host, Sally, a.k.a. Detective Writer, and today I am super duper excited to introduce all of you to a brand new guest, fellow author, George Allen Miller. George, thank you so much for being here, I'm so excited.
1: Hello, thank you for having me. I am super excited to be here and love talking about writing, uh, especially detective writing because that, uh, that is one of my passions. So great to be here and thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. So i definitely love to ask you what got your interest in writing? What made you first decide that you wanted to be an author?
1: I remember the day almost. It was uh, I was maybe 12 or 13 years old and it was Christmas one year and my brother came in with a stack of individually wrapped books. And he like his wife just uh, um, stuck them on the desk next to me and said, here you go. That was all this. And I wasn't a big reader back then, but then I started to open them up. So I'm a big science fiction and fantasy fan. And it was the entire Isaac Asimov robot empire and uh, foundation series. It was like a 14 book mega series. This is, you know, I'm a little long and tooth. So this is about, you know, back in the 80s. And it's like, here you go, start reading. And I was like okay cool and i didn't give it another thought then i opened the first book and i said you know I was bored and i started reading it and then 14 books later i was like whoa that was amazing and it kind of just opened your mind up to an entire universe that you didn't even know was there and that's what writing and and, and fiction can really really do it just opens you up and then i started um after that i was like well there there it's like you almost get Bit by the bug. And it's like, I just want to keep reading and I kept reading Octavia Butler, the Xenogenesis series, which I cannot say enough about. Then I got into the humorous stuff like, you know, um, Terry Pratchett and Douglas Adams and all that kind of stuff. So it, it, at, at one point I just said, well, I want to do this. I want to be able to, to create these worlds and have people read them. So that's that's kind of where it all started.
0: That's incredible. And i definitely love to ask you, is there any genre that you're particularly fond of writing? Because I saw that you're you love to write humor, but you like to write different aspects. So I'm really curious, what's your favorite genre to write about?
1: That's a tough one because there's so much goodness in all of them. Uh, definitely science fiction, fantasy. Right now, I'm in that detective, humorous detective, science fiction, fantasy. Mm-hmm. So I just put out a book in August. Uh, Eugene J. McGilligut the only detective agency, and it's there's definitely some you know influences from like I mentioned, Douglas Adams with you know Dirk Gently's Detective Agency. Um, definitely some influences from that, but uh, so it, it kind of walks that line of being science fiction and humorous and a little bit of science fantasy too because you know a lot of science fiction nowadays really is kind of science fantasy Let's have this, you know, like in Star Wars, yeah. let's have this sword with a light beam that goes so so far that can slice through anything. Yeah, sure. Okay.
0: That's incredible. <laughs> and I actually remember reviewing your profile on Podcast Guest, and it said that you published your first book at 50. Like, that's absolutely incredible. Can I ask you, like, what is the writing process for you when you're publishing a book or when you're first getting the idea? Like, how is the whole writing process for you from start to finish? How would you describe it?
1: Sometimes it just starts with a kernel of an idea. What if there was, like, in my this novel that I just wrote, what happens if a detective was psychic and could answer any question that anybody asked him? Would he be a good detective? And it just sort of snowballed from there. I was like, well, let's throw in some aliens and let's throw, you know, let's let's have some of this craziness going on and let's let's do, um, you know, let's give him a partner that's a super genius that thinks he's an idiot. Okay, that's cool. Let's yeah. give him. You know, and uh, an artificial intelligent computer program partner that actually evolved inside of an office chair, because that's kind of weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I just keep layering things on top of it. And then you start saying, OK, eventually I got to come up with a plot here. So what is what are these guys doing all together? So you just kind of start at a starting place and you figure out where they're going to end. And then you just have fun trying to figure out how to get all those pieces in the middle. So I used to use a big paintbrush and I just start, you know, big swaths of paint. Is in a fantasy. Is it science fiction. What's the world like? the characters and you just eventually you've got to get the little detailed paint brush out and say okay now what do they wake up in the morning and do <laughs>
0: wow that is absolutely incredible and yes. i definitely would love to ask you did you do the self-publishing route like how was your publishing process did you do hybrid like how did you publish your book if i can ask it's
1: kind of funny i actually was in a position where i was looking for somebody to help me edit it somebody to proofread because typos are apparently my best friend i mean I, i'll read something over of myself that i've written like. So I'll write it, I'll read it a hundred times, and someone will come back and say, you know, that you got five typos in there. I was like,
0: what?
1: I can't get rid of these typos. So I was going to have someone proofread it. That person actually worked as an editor for a small press publishing, and they said, you know what, this is really great. Why don't we see if my publishing house would want to publish it? Okay, why not? (laughs) So it was a small press. They mostly do romances, but they're called the Wild Rose Press. Great bunch of people, great bunch of folks. So I went with the small press route. Um, it's, there's pluses and minuses. You know, you have to do a lot of marketing yourself. Yeah. So you kind of have yeah. to learn all of that stuff. And I knew nothing about all that stuff. So there was a big learning curve of, well, you know, like what's a Facebook ad? Oh, I have to do that? Okay, you know, you have to just sort of dive in and start learning.
0: I completely understand that. And it's really interesting that the world of publishing for books, it's so complex nowadays. So it's different for everyone.
1: Absolutely. And But what's interesting is, you know, Hugh Howey, wrote the silo series I'm a science fiction fan i'm a huge fan of hugh howie i love his books it's now a series on um uh, hbo or not hbo uh apple tv great series too i mean it was wonderfully done but he self-published in an age when self-publishing was in a year when self publishing really wasn't that common it was sort of like this fringe thing what are these crazy authors doing self-publishing is that really what you want to do and back then you kind of had to really do it all yourself come up with your image come up with, you know, your proofreading, come up with your formatting for your ePub book. All this stuff that's really kind of actually pretty complicated. Now, in today's world there's all this industry behind it. For, you know, a couple hundred dollars you can go on Fiverr and you can find someone that can do a cover for your book and they know how to do a cover for a book. They know exactly what the size is supposed to be. There's people that can help with your ebook now. They can get the right font size, the right size, the right stylization for your ebook, for your hardcover, for your paperback. So there's so much industry around helping people self-publish. It's actually much easier than it used to be, but it's still enormously complex.
0: I completely understand that. It's definitely really complex and it's also very interesting how publishing can go for so many aspects whether it's hybrid or self-publishing or if you just go like maybe with traditional publishers like maybe paying random House or something like that
1: in fact i I talked to one person They used to work at Tor. they don't work there anymore Mm -hmm. but they said you know go every route why not you know try self-publishing for a little while you know if you get success from that and people start you know you have like a lot of people buying your book you'll attract agents and an agent eventually like q howie an agent actually eventually called them and said, hey, you want to go the traditional route and try to uh, publish your house, uh, publish a book for one of the big houses and go small press, too, and see what the small press world is like. They're so, you know, you're building a brand, building a career for yourself, and there's no harm in doing it one way. If you self-publish your first book, first two books, first three books, nothing in the world to stop you from turning around and doing small press and nothing in the world from doing hybrid and then eventually doing big box, you know, the big uh, publishers as well. Go for all of it.
0: Exactly. And I would definitely love to ask you George, what would you say is the biggest tip you have for any author out there or any aspiring author, but somebody who may feel like not too doesn't have a lot of confidence in their work and they want to publish a book but they're not sure where to go. Do you have any tips for them?
1: Yes, absolutely. And it's more of a um it's less it's a tip but it's also, you know, kind of an apology. I'm sorry you're a writer. You know, you wrote a book, you're a novelist. Sorry, you know, you've got the bug in you, you know. So being a novelist isn't always great. We're kind of crazy people. We're imagining these massive worlds with these real life characters. We're building this stuff up. And if you've written an entire novel, you're a novelist. So the imposter syndrome stuff, get out the window because you've already done it. So that's gone. So And I'm sorry because being a writer is kind of being crazy. Then you have to like you know get the professional side of your mind. Treat it like a job. The writing is the creative side that go crazy. But the publishing is just treat it like a job. Be as impassionate uh, about it. Actually, as you can, treat it like a nine to five job. Uh, you, know, you have to go into work. You have to do the publishing stuff, because that's kind of what it is in a lot of ways. It's, you know, let me put these Facebook ads up. Let me contact this person. Let me do this thing over here. Let me do that over there. And it's just a checkbox series of things. But let, that, let the right brain handle that stuff. It'll leave the left brain to do the actual writing and the creativity. So you almost have to have that duality of mind. But you're an author, and so you're kind of insane. So you can have this duality of mindset, this, this dual personality thing happening, and that's totally okay. <laughs>
0: exactly, that's really important. And I also am really curious, what are you, because I know you say you publish your book in August. Are you planning or making a sequel for it, making a trilogy? Are you planning on any other books in the future?
1: Yes, absolutely. So I've actually written um, seven uh, books in total. Um, one of them is published. Two of them are in a trunk buried under the ocean that'll never see the light of day. They are written when I was like 18 years old. <laughs> I wanted to see if I could write a novel. I wanted to see, because like I said, once you've proven to yourself that you can actually write a novel, you can put 80, 90,000 words in a coherent pattern on a book with a plot with characters. In my case, it was horrible. They weren't very good. They were just they were the first books that I ever wrote and I didn't know what I was doing. So I thought, well, I'll have a character and they will do some stuff. But once you've proven you can actually do it, then not, in my opinion, you've elevated yourself up. Okay, you're a novelist. Now you have to learn how to do it well. And, you, and that's, a, that's a process. There's a plenty of resources, plenty of books. There's online um, um, re, uh, clubs and groups and people that can help you out and prove your craft and get really good at it. Um, mm-hmm. So you, it's just a matter of doing that process. Now for me, yes, I, there's absolutely going to be a sequel. Um, there's actually, uh, this is planning on being a three book trilogy. Um, I do have other books planned after that. Hopefully, you know, uh, they will be able to come out um, this year, maybe next year or so, but definitely, yes, this is this is a, a, a new career that I'm trying to embark on, and I turned 50, uh, actually two years ago, so mm-hmm. you can always, you know, you can always keep going, you can always start over, you can, it's never, ever, ever too late, so.
0: Exactly, and I actually published a book myself, so I'm hoping to make my next one, maybe a trilogy, so. It's a definite a testament, and thank you for sharing that. It's never too late to live your dreams. So it's, it's nice absolutely incredible. It's awesome. Yes, and I'm curious. Have you ever thought about making a podcast of your own? Do you have your own website? Like, mm-hmm. is there any other plans? You know, like to like fully like advertise your stories.
1: So I have a website. It's georgeallenmiller.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to have a podcast a long time ago where I tried to do it. But I did, I I was reviewing books. It was not, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. again, you know, you just, you try it, you see if it's gonna be working for you. That didn't work out. I I would love to do a podcast if I could find uh, someone to do it with. That'd be fun, you know, talking about writing, talking about books, even pop culture. I like everything that's funny. I'm a funny thinking kind of person. So looking at the world and saying, hey, that's kind of funny. (laughs) Let's talk about that for an hour, right? (laughs)
0: That's absolutely incredible. I'm curious, have you ever thought about writing a book or have you written a book? Full of jokes because I definitely can see that
1: working really well for you. I you know, the joke creation process is actually pretty hard, right? I, I, I can do situational comedy pretty well, I think, in writing. But when you come up with like a joke and a punchline, and and that that's actually a really hard and skillful talent. And kudos, hats off to everyone that can come up with like like that joke ability, like doing stand-up comedy. That is not in my wheelhouse, though. <laughs> I don't wow. have that skill set. Situational comedy, you know, a little bit like you know. Like Monty Python, like you know those kind of shows. That's more of a situational comedy. Like you know, when in Monty Python and the Holy Grail, they're attacking this evil giant monster thing, and it turns out to be a rabbit. <laughs> right? That's a situational comedy because it's absolutely absurd. And then the rabbit starts killing all the knights, and you're like, "Oh, run away, run away!" Right? <laughs> so it's it's hysterical. It's a situational thing. It's not really a jokey kind of comedy, but it's it's the comedy that I love. That was a that was awesome scene, by the way.
0: One thousand percent and i'm actually very curious to ask you because you say that you have like plenty of tips to offer you know when what to watch out for in the publishing world what would you say is the biggest advice or biggest tip you have for anybody you know who's already written their book but they really want to publish their book but they're not sure which route is the best for them whether it be hybrid self-publishing. publishing what is the biggest thing you tell them to look out for
1: i would definitely look out for predatory publishing houses there are a few out there and a few agents even that aren't um super honest or there aren't super good i've seen some deals that some folks have had like they get um beware of anything where language is in perpetuity like they get royalties on your book when you sell it forever that's not standard there's definitely like um sifwa is the science fiction writers association they definitely will um look over a contract for you i sent them you know my contract and they said you know this this is this looks okay to us this is nothing like absolutely crazy or insane here um definitely get some advice on any contracts that you might sign if you're going to go the self publishing route just be wary of marketing folks Um, there's definitely a really good marketing group that i can recommend um uh, the weekend publisher i'll I'll just throw their name out there why not it's called the weekend publisher It's a couple in canada awesome folks awesome people i trust them implicitly absolutely implicitly explicitly um, every lead that i can think of they are a great group of people they will definitely point you in the right direction Um, But there's also a lot of folks out there that just want to take advantage of you, so be careful. You know, the old adage, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. So be wary of someone that's going to promise you, you know, 100,000 book sales in the first year, that ain't going to happen. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I can imagine. And especially because when you're a new author, you know, it's definitely really helpful because I can imagine that not everybody like myself not not didn't always have someone who was an author previously to offer any of these tips so for you to you know shed some light that's definitely insightful
1: absolutely yeah No, know if anybody feel free to come to my website georgealanmiller.com you know, drop a note i'm more than happy to answer any questions i do have a reddit out there as well that i i'm the only person in it <laughs> a subreddit oh, it's just wow. called Eugene. again feel free to pop in and ask a question um no one ever goes in there though i've only had one person i'm not that popular
0: i will be happy to put that into the podcast so that if anyone wants you may have maybe how many people who knows
1: that'd be incredible. on in we'll have a chat we'll discuss things
0: i will go in there if that's okay
1: i'll have to go in there please you'll be the number two
0: perfect (laughs) and i definitely would love to ask you Because I've actually spoken to a few authors and they've discussed that in the beginning they've received, you know, when they were first publishing their stories, whether it was their first one, maybe up to their fifth one, you know, they had gotten rejected. And it's so hard sometimes to come back from that because I think when you're publishing a book, you know, it's a moment of being a feeling very vulnerable. You're putting your thoughts down on paper, your dreams, your goals. I'm curious because I've actually spoken to some people who said that once they get rejected, it's so hard to come back from, but they do it. I definitely would love to ask you, have you gotten rejected when you're first publishing your book? And if you did, how did you deal with it if I can ask.
1: Oh goodness. Um, so I actually was doing short, short stories as well. And the hardest rejections I've ever gotten is when a magazine that's actually paying professional rates, um, takes your story for the second round and say, okay, we're going to review your story for the second round. So all the first round folks got knocked out. So there's a possibility you could could actually get published in a magazine and then the rejection comes in and that is soul crushing. That's I want to crawl under the table and what am I doing writing? I'm not going to do this anymore. This is silly. This is stupid. I got a a stack of rejections from agents, from other small presses. Yeah, I mean, again, that's part of this. That's part of the game. You know, um, you're going to get those rejections. You've got to develop that thick skin. You have to also understand that to every agent you submit to, to every publishing house you submit to, there are one thousand other authors submitting every single month to every single agent that's out there. So there's an enormous amount of people submitting, doing exactly what you're doing, trying to get you know themselves noticed, trying to get picked out of the pack. Um that said a friend of mine who works in a local variety uh, who was in a local writers group. Their story got picked up out of tour magazine slush pile. And they're now they're going to be published by a tour. So at the same time, exactly at the same time, don't self eliminate your right? don't self knock yourself out of the race. Submit, submit, submit. Rejections are going to happen. You just have to take it. Maybe, you know, that night, you know, you just turn the TV on, eat some chocolate. Maybe you have less wine if you'd like to partake. You just say, oh, I'm not going to be you no. Know, it's OK every once in a while to say, you know what, I quit. I'm, I'm not going to do this anymore. For like a day for like an hour for like a night because you've already written the novel you're never going to be able to quit that's what i was apologizing for earlier you can't quit because you're an author you can't quit because you're a writer it's in your blood it's in your it's in your bones it's part of what you are you will never going to be able to quit so that's why i say to some authors it's okay to quit it's okay to give up it's okay to say you know what i'm going to watch some sports i'm going to watch the tv i'm going to watch real housewives i'm going to drink some wine and have some chocolate i'm not going to be a writer anymore you're going to be a writer tomorrow, the next day. <laughs> He's never yeah. going to get away with it. But it's okay to give that to yourself. Say, you know what? I got rejected. Hands in the air. All right. I'm done. I'm just, I'm done. I'm not going to worry about this anymore. I'm quitting.
0: Exactly.
1: Go for it. It's okay to quit. It's okay to quit because you're going to come back because in your heart, you are an author. You are a writer. You will always come back.
0: Exactly. Because sometimes maybe it might be better for some people, you know, to take a break, refresh, right. maybe go on a vacation and then maybe just like take a little break. And then when they come back, they're refreshed and then maybe they've got something spicy to write about.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I work in programming in my uh, real life. And there was an, actually a great manager I had once, he had developers that would come to him and says, you know, I'm stuck. I can't figure this out. I just can't do it. And he's like, just go home. I'm firing you for the night. Just go home get out of my building. You'll come back. I'm rehiring you tomorrow morning. You're tonight. You're fired. I don't want you to think about this. And they would come back in the morning and they says, I got it in 10 minutes. Cause the, your brain just needs to chill. Just relax. Sleep. Give yourself the chance to relax and just be yourself. Yes. Everybody has to do that.
0: I agree. I definitely agree. Taking a break sometimes can do a lot more better than good. I can imagine that for some people, you know, it might be a little hard to sometimes to even consider pulling away from something when they've got it so far on their mind. It's like, detaching for a minute it's maybe like mind-boggling for some people
1: I'm sure it's a little scary too it's like I don't want to like you know detach from this maybe I'll never come back to it and that's where I say trust that you're going to come back to it because you are in your heart a real author you will come back to it but give yourself that day two days maybe it's a week you know maybe just give yourself a break go on a vacation with the family go to the park and walk around stop being a writer for a few days when you get those rejections just let it settle settle and then come back to it and you're going to have even more energy. You're going to be even more strong, you're going to be stronger. And then you're going to be able to maybe look at that query letter and say, OK, maybe this query letter needed to be tweaked. Maybe my synopsis needed to be tweaked. Maybe my strategy needs to be tweaked. And maybe it does. And then just retry. Of course, it may not. You know, again, these agents are getting a thousand query letters every single day. There, It's daunting for them to try to sift to find the the diamonds that are, are in that, that Amount of uh, submissions.
0: That's incredible. And can I also ask you, what made you decide to use a pen name? I'm very curious about that if you're comfortable sharing.
1: Sure, you no, know, yes. So, George Allen Miller is a pen name. Um, I just did that so that I like to keep my professional side on one side of the world and my uh, pen life, pen name on the other side of the world. Um, just no, no reason. And the, the, the George Allen Miller, George is actually my father's first name. Allen is my first name. And Miller is my mother's maiden name, so I and I kind of like the fact that I kind of like built that together, all three. Of course, as soon as I did that, um, George Miller, the uh, director for Road Warrior, came out. We did. His, I had George Allen Miller for a long time, and he it Road Warrior, and I was like, Oh no, oh, man. <laughs> he's really famous. I don't want to be confused with him, but fortunately, that has not happened, so that's good. Yeah. I'm not George Miller, the uh, the director of Road Warrior.
0: Wow. <laughs> no. Do you think you'll ever publish under your actual name or just your pen name for right
1: now? Not just the pen name for now i think uh i kind of like it. It, it um i'll just stick with that pen name unless who knows unless i sell a million uh books then why not i mean it's <laughs> a mystery touch <laughs>
0: add a little mystery touch so that people want to say oh whoa. and then maybe look at your books i see what you did there i see
1: absolutely <laughs> that's right
0: awesome and i'd love to ask you as well would you feel comfortable, you know, if I sending any links to your social media, links to your website, so that way I can put it onto the podcast, so that people can look at your work?
1: Absolutely, I'm on Facebook, George Allen Miller website. I'm on Twitter, Reddit that no one visits. So absolutely, I can get, uh, share all of the different social media websites and um, links and URLs and subreddits, and everyone can build, by all means feel free to stop in, say hello. Um, love to talk to you.
0: Awesome. Can I follow you on social media? Cause I definitely want to, love to ask you for tips. Cause I know for one thing, I'm working on my second book. There's mm-hmm. a lot of writer's block that comes for me. So I definitely love to be able to pick your brain about it. And I definitely just have one final question. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but what are your tips? If you ever had experienced writer's block?
1: Oh, I have writer's block every almost every single day. You sit down every single day. It's like you sit down, Okay, I'm going to write a thousand words a day. No, I'm going to write five thousand words a day. And you sit down and you put your fingers on the keyboard and you look at the paper and you just sit there for an hour. And then you write, you know, the word the and then you get up and you go have lunch. Like, well, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it can be hard. There's all different kind of tricks that I like done to trick my mind into doing it. Sometimes I'll say just write one sentence, just one single sentence. I can write. It could be nonsensical, you know. the bird flew across the street. I'll just write, the bird flew across the street. And once my fingers start typing, it's like, oh, okay. All right, there it is, I can get back into it. Or just write gibberish. Just spend 20 minutes writing gibberish. Get your fingers into the motion of writing the the text on the page. You know, the, the bird flew across the street and got hit by a duck and the duck pulled out a, I don't know, basket and brought the bird to a hospital. And then at the hospital, a chimpanzee came over and then Resuscitated the duck, and then everybody went to have lunch at the Pied Pipers' house. Sure, just something crazy, just like just right, just put different things together to get your fingers warmed up. Um, so I actually took acting classes once, and actors would go behind stage and they they would purse their lips, right? They would like do all these weird things that I never knew actors did, just to warm up the muscles, get the blood flowing to your lips, to your tongue, to your to your senses, to to get the words flowing, to get the feeling going. Same thing with writing, get the fingers typing, get the the, creativity. And when you're just picking nonsensical things like a bird and a duck in a hospital and and the Pied Piper's house, that just the creative mind juice is flowing. And then once all those things start clicking in, I find that that actually kind of makes the uh, uh, writer's block go away and I can start flowing into it a little bit better.
0: That's incredible. This actually reminds me of a technique that I was taught in college. I don't know if you've heard of it, George. Um, Basically, that if you're really stuck and you have no idea what to write, you just write "I don't know" or "IDK" over and over again, and something would magically come up. I swear it works. Like I would find maybe like first I would write "I don't know, I don't know," and then I just see "Oh, dog ate a cat with a bone" or something, or the "Cat went up in a tree." Yep, That's really interesting. Have you ever tried that?
1: That one I have not tried. Uh, I will try that next though because I'm also I'm I'm having a little bit of writer's block actually right now, so I will try that one next. But Right. Find a trick. Find something that's going to like fool your mind and thinking, get the creative juices going, get your fingers warmed up, and just go.
0: That's incredible. Thank you so much for your time, George. I don't know if you have any other questions, but I have no other questions for you, but this has been such a blast.
1: No, this has been awesome. I loved it. Would love to do it again. The sequel, hopefully, will be coming out in the next couple of months, so um, I'd love to come back on and talk about the sequel. Yes, please. Uh, Absolutely. That'd be fun and by all means i'll share my socials i will follow you back on all the different socials and uh and we can chat some more
0: awesome thank you so much again george i can't thank you enough this has been an absolute great opportunity and i can't thank you enough because i can tell that for anyone who's listening who's maybe an aspiring author or maybe a published author with the amount of tips you've given them i can imagine just how much support that's going to really be for a lot of
1: people i hope so you know everybody has a fantastic book inside of them And sometimes, you know, we as fellow authors, we have to pull it out and help them and just get it out there in the world. Because I I really think that everybody has one great novel that they can write and share with the world. And um, I think that would be nice if everyone did.
0: Exactly. Life is too short. You never know what's going to happen. Live your goals. Live your dreams. It's never too late. Never too late. Awesome. Thank you again, George. And for those of you who have been listening to this episode, I truly hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you all have a great day, morning, afternoon, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. Please stay tuned for next week. And until then, keep on sleeping.